You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Hello, everybody. We're back after a week's vacation. I would call it. Well, it wasn't a vacation, was it? A business vacation for Mrs. Uh, Sid Talk. She's not speaking. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Okay, so this week on After the Show, this is Saturday, March the 8th, and we're on episode 8 already. Ooh, ooh. Our 10th, 10th year anniversary. Is it two weeks? <laughs> 10th year. Um, That's it. The movie we're looking at this week is Dan in Real Life. It's a 2007 movie, and it's released on Blu-ray and DVD. We took a look at the Blu-ray release today on Tuesday, March the 11th in North America comes from our friends at Touchstone Pictures, and we're going to take a look at it in a few minutes after we get some other stuff out of the way. Where did you go last week? You're throwing me a curveball. That's not on the. That's not on the list. <laughs> it isn't. But uh, I, where'd I go I'm last free flowing. week? Uh, it's top secret. Well, anyway, we were no, supposed. I went to Maryland. We were supposed to be doing a show last week, but then we just didn't. Yeah. And now we're back. Yeah, I went out of town for work. Uh, it's not a business trip, really, because there's no business involved, but went to Maryland. So we didn't see a movie? 707 miles oh. away. Okay, so you went to Maryland seven, and bought. You did see some movies. Um, I, I saw some movies, too, while, while you I were did. Um Let's just recommend one to our listeners. Sweeney Todd? Uh, that's not one I saw, but if it's I It's good. I loved it. I loved it. The new Sweeney Todd? Yeah. Um, I would recommend Lars and the Real Girl. Very good. Very good, very strange, very interesting. That's strange. Quite str- some people would find it strange. Some people would, but that's just their own problem. I think it's quite sweet. Yep. Uh, it's not one we're going to be reviewing, I don't think, but it was definitely worth a shot. And it was an Oscar-nominated movie mm-hmm. as well. I thought it was really good. So did I. What else did you watch? Sweeney Todd. And that's it? A lot of Family Guy. <laughs> yeah, Family Guy. You've just suddenly got into Family Guy after all these years. Yeah, now I'm going to run out. It's very sad. I've burned my way through the first... You've got like a hundred and something episodes. I thought you were going to say I've got something on my face. (laughs) As well as that. (laughs) You're looking at me so seriously like, you've got something on your face. Like, who's going to care? So do you recommend The Family Guy to uh, anybody? Oh, not just anybody, no. It's got its, you know, it's got a bit of adult touch to it here and there. And uh, the humor can be the kind where you go, oh, God, I can't believe they just said that whatever you know so it's I, funny though i particularly like the dog and the baby but i like things you know i'm um i have no sense of moderation so once i like something i need a lot of it so once i found out i could get every episode of family guy that's ever existed then i was on a mission you know just like with my mash dvds that you have so nicely bought me over the years once i started watching them from episode from the movie to the Whatever, I had to watch the entire thing all the way through within, what, a matter of a couple of weeks or so? <laughs> yeah, and you'll probably go back and watch them again. Yeah, and now I'm going to do that Hulu thing and go yeah, let's and watch... Yeah, like, let's mention you know? Hulu to our readers. Yeah. This is an interesting... Um, our readers? Listen. I always say readers. <laughs> That's okay. Because, hopefully I, they because read. I run a website, I guess. Hopefully they read something. Well, hopefully they read our website. www.ascully.com. Thank you. Um. Anyway, there's this new website called Hulu.com. H-U-L-U. Com. No idea why it's called Hulu, but it's a, sh- a website, like a, what would you call it, video on demand system? Kind of, yeah. 
that you can watch full seasons of all kinds of not stuff. just not just old shows, new shows as well, like like a latest Night shows that. Yeah, the new Knight Rider movies on there. Um, All the Bionic Women, the new one. The Bionic Woman. Not that I'm recommending it, I'm just saying that gives you an example. Robin Amber Against the Odds. Oh my god, what? I was so embarrassed that you even told... Honestly, I'm not kidding you. When you said you watched any of that, I was like, oh god. If there was any reason to get a divorce... You watched Survivor. That would be... <laughs> Enough said. Oh, that's written <laughs> below the belt. Um, but yeah, it's a cool... And it's got like whole... It's got... The holy grail of my 70s TV watching, which is WKRP in Cincinnati. Granted, it's got fake music, which is a bit of a turnoff. And you do know it. You can tell. Even though it's been like a long time since I've seen him. You can feel it. You can tell they're not right. But it's got Bewitched, WKRP in Cincinnati. Battlestar the a- Galactica. The original Battlestar Galactica. And the new one. Yeah. The but A-Team. The A-Team. Starsky Kojak, and Hutch. Starsky and Hutch. Kojak 2004. Not Bewitched. the original. Did you say Bewitched? Uh-huh. Um... And a lot of new Charlie's stuff. Angels. Celebrity Apprentice, um, House. It's also got like a lot of clips. Terminator. Movies and um, favorite clips from things like Family Guy and favorite clips from... But there's literally... A few hundred. hundred not, not thousands. There's hundreds of hours of stuff for you to watch. Yeah. yeah. And let me say how this works out, this website. It's in private beta at the moment, so you're probably not going to get in there unless... I have about nine invites, so maybe you could <laughs> you could email ascally at ascally.com and I'm the first nine people I will give an invite Now, was to. your information correct when you told me who owns this? What? Who owns it? It's a Google property. Okay. Yes. So it's a... I am skeptical, thinking, oh, we're going to sign up for this and start watching, and then in two weeks it's going to be all ripped down because of whatever reasons, but... Let, let's also say that this... Um, service uses Flash, the Flash codec, so it's Flash video, like YouTube. So if you've got a browser that can look at YouTube, you can look at Hulu, but it does have a little higher system requirement. So if you've got a really crappy old laptop, it's probably going to be stuttery as hell, but it works fine on a desktop. Yeah, my laptop struggles a bit. And it works fine on the home theater PC on the TV, so you can watch it that way. But the way it's funded is it it has commercials. Now, it's not Mm -hmm. as bad as it seems. It's not like watching normal television. You get one... How many commercials do you get per show? Maybe three. Three. And you get a 30-second commercial. In the beginning of some of them, there's a 15-second commercial. And then about two-thirds of the way in, there's a 30-second commercial. And then there's one at the end. It's not too bad at all. It's not like watching TV. But you can't skip them. No. So you do have to watch them. And generally... Now, I watched um, Dr. Stevo. I don't know why I watched it. I watched about 15 minutes of the first episode, and then it was deleted. But... um, it, that show was sponsored by Saturn, the car people. And I had to watch the same commercial five yes. or six times. It yeah, was that was on the ones I was watching too. Yeah, so you do end up seeing the same commercial over and over, but less of them than you do watching television. So it's a cool service, because I'm dying to go and watch Battlestar Galactica. Free. Totally free. free. You have to get an invite and everything, but yeah, it's totally free. Yeah, so that's enough. I think we've pimped Hulu a bit yeah. too much there, haven't we? But uh, let's get on to the movie. Dan in Real Life, Blu-ray. We watched it on. Yeah. And uh, synopsis, please, Mrs. Sidtok. Synopsis. Uh, a single father, well, a widowed widower father with three daughters, a couple teenagers, and then a youngster, maybe fourth grade, she makes it very clear. Of course, he's lost his wife, and now he goes to this family gathering and uh, accidentally meets a woman. And then uh, 
sort of a thing hilarity about, ensued. Yeah. <laughs> well, not really. And the family trying, you know, worried about him being alone, and then it's about love and falling in love, and can you fall in love again? What's love all about? And that's it, really. We can't really divulge a lot of details because I don't like giving away. No, certain um, things. I think we could use our uh, our little song to. Um, no, I don't want to give any. Well, to pre, we we. If we don't talk about anything in this movie, we have nothing to talk about. <laughs> so I think we're going to have to... Yeah, but as we watch the beginning of it, and we aren't privy to certain information, that made we can finding that out... We can out. tell these listeners not to listen <laughs> to the next hour, whatever amount of time. To skip forward ten minutes and they won't get any spoilers. Fine. Okay. <laughs> spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's I think I think that's different to last week's song, but it's no, it's got the same tune because it's like Spider Man, Spider Man. Now, hopefully, won't get sued. I think what I will do is actually record that for real, and we will just play that in there whenever we need to. Pipe it through the house every once in a while. Yep. Okay. Spoiler is that he meets a woman in a bookstore before he goes to his family gathering, or you know, before he goes back to the house or whatever. He want he feels this really tight connection with her. She gives him his, her number. He goes back home. He starts to tell people, I met this woman. And then here comes his brother with his new girlfriend. And shebang, it's her. And can I just say something about this particular incident? I saw it coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was very... Did you feel like that? Yeah, I totally did. I was like, okay, come on. Bring her out. Bring yeah, her out. Yeah, because before they say, your brother's got a special friend uh-huh. coming. and Yeah. yeah and, and, well, aren't you smart? And the whole, when Steve Carell comes in to the family gathering the very first time and the, all the people are coming into the shop they're all introducing themselves mm. the Dane Cook character just goes hi man and it's kind of there's something there between them two it was going to happen but, you know, oh, I but, didn't notice see, that. I, I don't know I, I just it fell into place for me so I was waiting I was waiting and I, I was rewarded with the <laughs> rewarded yeah I mean it's a cle- it's a you know come it's on. pretty cliche it's a very used thing you know sort of forbidden love and that kind of thing but and it's an interesting situation yeah and it's I mean it's very there's nothing new about it or anything like that but there are moments in this movie that I really actually am um, liked like the moments. Where, you know, he feels he's falling for her and she's kind of just blowing him off. Like, okay, whatever. And there's nothing to this. And then it kind of turns around where she feels a little bit like, you know, uh, she's getting the feelings for him too. When we were saying there that this isn't a new thing, I kept having um, flashbacks of the family stone. I can't remember yeah. exactly what the incident was in that one, but it was a similar situation, right? Uh Similar, but not the whole premise of the movie wasn't based on that. No, but it was... This felt a bit... I I had some flashes of that, like... And I like that one as well, so that was... That's because, in case the world doesn't know, my husband is a sucker for a love story. Yeah. Yeah, you can go kill people in your mm -hmm. games, and you like movies with big car chases and stuff, but when there's a romantic movie and a little bit of love talk, at the end you're always like, oh, that was really nice. Hold on, let me preface the... I I do like a love story, but it has to have a little bit of a... It has to be a little bit Mm -hmm. less than the... Like romantic comedies, they don't... I I don't fall for those very... Those are two. Tom Hanks and... I'm trying to think of romantic comedies that I don't 
like romantic comedy with Tom Hanks. There's only been like two. Well, yeah, those two. <laughs> I think. Okay, now my super ex-girlfriend. Yeah. I was saying the other day, it's just a romantic comedy, but it's got enough of a different thing. It's it's a romantic comedy disguised. As so a little bit of eye candy, a little bit of special effects, or some quirky part of the story, and you're you're okay with it. Yeah, like Napoleon Dynamite for me is a really great love story. Aww. And it's off to the side a bit, right? Yeah. So is done in real life, I think. I think it's got enough... The characters who Steve Carell plays, the Dan guy, he's, because of him being a widow... Er. He's in a, his mind is in a state where he, he's a little he feels off. a little different to everybody else. Yeah, like he doesn't really fit in there properly. But he's trying really hard to look after these children. He's right. have to mention that he's got three children. Yeah, he's got three daughters. I did. Which is... Uh, he's a good dad, it seems. You know, they give a you very good hints. dad, in fact. He gives you hints, you know, where he makes all their little sandwiches specifically the way they like it. And he's Holds really worried about the daughters and the boyfriends and, you know, he's the driving and stuff. So, I mean, there's a lot of... um, The... Like I said, there's nothing new about it, right? A dad's, you know, there's the overprotective dad and this family. I mean, it's a, it's okay. It's a good movie, right? I like it. It's fun. You're going to say manufactured family, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> because for God's sake, how many families do we know? In it's a it's a like it's a nice idea, but this family never stops moving. They're playing football, then they're canoeing, and then they're doing a they're little, doing a little uh little uh, talent show. I well, mean, I like it's a lovely say, idea, It's the right? idealistic Hollywood yeah, vision of we a don't family. Want, oh, like Hollywood's gone all of a sudden, oh, we don't want to show people sitting around on their butts anymore. Oh, Everybody's getting it? fat and lazy. We're going to make it look like every family's all energetic and like They do around. everything together. They do aerobics in the front yard, for Christ's sake. I mean, come on. Nobody ever <laughs> hunkers down in front of a video game or... Yeah, nobody's or hanging around. They're all, Sits you there know. saying they're bored, ever. None of that. And they've got that. <laughs> I mean, the house is cool and everything. And you can, you know, in the extras, you hear the director talking about finding the house. And it is almost overkill on how cozy and perfect it is. And, you know, from the movie you get, it's just a summer home. It's not even the home home. No, it it's like a, uh, on and the side of a lake And or it's something. beautiful home. Yeah, it's like an old, rustic, kind of banged up, full of... You know, homey things, and you know. And I think this is so. Where yeah, it's a little bit family jewel. I had the exact same family comment. Family stone. Family stone had the they exact had same. They're, they're, I think the family stones family was even more manufactured than this one. Yeah, I mean, everybody has their little every funny things character. about them, Everybody's. but they're all kind of. And, and we all, have, we all, most of us have families, and we know there are a lot of weirdos in our families, and there's a lot of, but. It just seems overly... I can't think of a movie off the top of my head when the family really seemed realistic in a realistic way. Like, this family is the kind that you think of in a sort of holiday kind of movie or, like, family... Stone. Stone. <laughs> you know, where they're... It's a very sentimental, very romantic, almost, ideal of what most um, most like. modern movies and older movies families always come across manufactured it's when i was thinking then of a can i think of a family that doesn't feel manufactured to me i was thinking of uh, the brannings in eastenders <laughs> they're my favorite family and uh, people listening might not know what eastenders is it's a british soap opera yeah very yeah they're very uh... they're a family who are at the moment going through a crisis but they feel like a family to me like they act like a family 
together. Yeah, but with a soap opera, we get them every single day. So yeah, there's for a lot years of and years. Room, there's, somebody's messaging me, Brian McEachin. <laughs> he says, "Sweet," <laughs> and now I will put him on mute. <laughs> so yeah, they, the fam, the Branning. It's fam. nice. Well, yeah, the Branning family in Eastenders feels more real. But like I said, we've got to know them over years. This is a movie where you're kind of compacted, and they are trying to, in a fast way, give you a profile of every person and how the family dynamics are like in this family for example when at some point there's a bit of you know drama between a couple and the whole family's in the kitchen gathered and then the person comes in and they're all right there to give him crap or to support him and stuff and it just felt like if these people exist in the world some these families i'd just like to know who they are i think they i think they possibly do exist but we're not the and they're always like not upper class, but kind of snooty. You get a feeling, yeah, that they're... Not not even snooty, but that they're... No, not snooty. That's Wombat's snooty, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, upper uh, class. Not even upper class. It's... I don't even know how to describe it. No, it's really hard to describe. But anyway, it worked in this movie. Mm-hmm. Because they all had a part to play, didn't they? Yeah, totally. I mean, the... the, the fact that it's a huge family and there's always loads of people involved, it's a good thing. I mean, it makes the Because that is work. one of the things you... They can't that, hide from there. You can't their... talk to any... You can't have a... You've got to disguise everything like... You. Right. And these two people trying to figure out if they actually are falling for each other or not, every time they turn around, there's somebody there. Now, the shower scene's pretty funny. We won't say any more about it. No, Just but it look. is. It is good. <laughs> it's actually pretty funny. Yeah. There's a lot of funny scenes. There are. Um, the dancing. The... Very dancing. The calm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the dancing is funny. The dancing's and really funny. The dancing, yeah, yeah, and uh, the we'll mention that, that one later. Okay, let's uh, overall story. Good. Good. Pretty well put together. What makes it good are the individual people. Some of the dialogue is more unique than a lot of you know. It is. Um, I really liked what's her face, Juliet Binoche. Very good. And Steve Carell. I mean, I always like him, but as my nephew would say about somebody somebody else in the acting world, <laughs> he's kind of the same in everything. <laughs> Who are we talking about? Uh, you know, my Austin says that about Will Smith. <laughs> oh, yeah, Will Smith. And he's correct. <laughs> yeah. He's 11, and his observation... And he was 9 when he said this. His observation this. Like, is... Well, um, Will Smith is all right. He's, uh, he's pretty he's much just the Will same Smith. in everything. Yeah. Which he is. <laughs> and this, the point of reference was A Shark's Tale, because we had just watched A Shark's Tale. And even from that, he was like, yeah, he's kind of the same on that TV show and every movie. Even when I see he him. He hasn't seen Ali even or when Pursuit I see him of Happiness, but... Yeah. He's just Will Smith. <laughs> I can tell he's Will and Smith. And Steve Carell does fantastic. I actually really like Did him. we move on to the cast? Oh, did we? Yes, we did. <laughs> well, I'm going to move on to the cast now. Um, Dan, the Dan in real life from the title, is played by Steve Carell, who, if you don't know who he is, he's the guy from The virgin. Office. The four-year-old virgin. The guy from the TV show The Office, American version of it. Something Almighty. Bruce. Not Bruce. Evan. Evan Almighty. He was in Bruce Almighty, though. And I think he was on Saturday Night Live, wasn't he? Was he? Uh, I, I do not know. know. I don't know. But, I could be completely But anyway, wrong. let me give my... Uh, what I think about Steve Carell. I think he's absolutely hilarious. I can't... He's one of the... The ad-lib stuff he does. 
which is generally where I start laughing. And I, that's what he's good at. I agree that it's comical, but I also find it very fabricated a lot of times. That mm. it is repetitive. You can see on the look on his face when he's about to come out with something. That he's churning something. And it's going to be like off just a little from what the conversation was. And that happens in most of the things you see him in. I mean, let's be honest. It does. That's I, his shtick. Right? And I love The Office. And he does it the entire time in The Office. That's what The Office is pretty much based around. the Awkwardness. His of character that. being awkward and weird. And saying weird things that are inappropriate. Are you saying there's no script for The Office? There's a script for the office, but I believe a lot of it comes just from him. Just like you will say something and they'll go, wow. In fact, a case in point is in this movie, mm. the angel. Mm, the corn. Okay, let's explain that scene. It's uh, sat, around a ta- sat around a table. Dane Cook, who plays the brother, is flattering the lady who they're both in love with by saying, when she there's an angel the room, in the room. There's an angel, there's an angel in the room. And Steve Carell sat there hearing it with it eating some corn says this corn is like an angel <laughs> <It's just laughs> like right yeah for no it's just weird like, yeah, i didn't find that that funny I, but you know i, 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 I actually you, laughed out loud and i did. don't generally in movies <laughs> i was like what the hell it's just so weird and then afterwards when i realized that that was an ad lib that's i think that's where I, where i find steve carell funny when he ad libs even in like bruce almighty when he plays the Guy, reporter guy, who's yeah. not you know like Everything. a side character. Even when he does the heaven, yeah. part that, that makes me laugh too. I know. <laughs> and in the four-year-old virgin, I, I just find him hilarious the entire time. I, I just like him. If you like him so much, why don't you marry him? I already did. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Steve Carell's good. Yeah, and underrated, I think, and he's probably going to get that bad. Thing. You know, like me, I love Jim Carrey. I think he's fantastic. Yeah. I actually do. I think I don't care what anybody says, and you can. If only movies you've ever seen with Jim Carrey are like Ace Ventura and whatever, you that's your own problem. Him, yeah, it's your fault. And if you didn't like Truman Show because it's not one of his other ones, then whatever. But I think he's really all good. the Andy Kaufman Man on the Moon. Yeah, that, that one's good. really good. And uh, oh, that was Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell's another one. I think he's really funny, kind of in fact, a weird way, but he's done the good solid uh, drawing comparisons. Will Ferrell, he's kind of versatile because we've seen him in a lot of funny stuff. I love Anchorman. He, he can be silly. We know that. <laughs> but then we also saw him in the, what was the one where... Life, something lived, where the woman's writing the story and he's the character. Yeah. Oh, God, what's that called? I have no idea what it's called, but the, it's a more serious movie and he pulled that off really well. Now this feels like... Lost this in feels, whatever that it. movie is, Dan in real life feels like Steve Carell's one of those working like, towards working that, yeah. towards being more serious because it while it's funny it's also very dramatic yeah I mean it's not you know it's quite I think it's there's some scenes that are quite they're not comedy it veers away from comedy quite yeah. often and he doesn't rely on ending every serious thing with a no. or a cokey look or a whatever he's I, I'm good. saying he's good I, Let's I, move on I to enjoy Julia watching Binoche. very good yeah. she was very casual chocolate. and lovely chocolate Chocolat. Chocolat. Maybe. That must have been it, because yeah. I could not think of wherever I saw her from. She is really nice. Really good. I like her. Totally perfect. And I was like, oh, I don't even know. I couldn't remember who she was or anything at first when she started talking and stuff. Now, she plays Marie, who is the love interest. The yeah. One, the one that the both brothers. brothers fall for, yeah. And she is good. She's very good. And it's she's, she's got really good material casual. to work with. She's definitely got that European woman thing. I mean, she's European, so she's, she's got a little ex... I think so. Or Canadian. Binoche. French, I guess. 
Yeah. Um, she's great. Very good. She's I'd like definitely. to actually, if you now that I'll remind you, I would like to if you could find some more movies by her, that'd be good with her in it. Dane Cook. Dane Cook. Now, I love Dane Cook's <laughs> in stand-up. I've yeah. watched a couple of HBO specials, and he makes me—he actually makes me laugh. He's pretty funny. That is weird because you don't laugh at American. I don't people. generally <laughs> like American comedians, but he's enough—he's enough off the wall for me to think it's funny. His observational stuff. Now, we've seen him in quite a few films. We've seen him in the one where he was in the supermarket. That weird. Yeah. What was that? Don't remember. With Jessica Simpson. Yeah. Yeah. We saw him in... uh... We saw him in that one, Mr. Brooks, with Kevin Costner. Yeah. Yeah. He was just... Yeah. He was was Dane Cook. The movie was cool. The movie was cool. Yeah, but he was Dane Cook. But he was Dane Cook in a movie with Kevin Costner. It wasn't a comedy, but he had that same weird, (laughs) nervous 20-something or 30 And in this one... What was the other one, where he's uh, in the kitchen... Wait staff or waiter or cooking oh, or yeah, restaurant yeah, yeah. or whatever. Waiting. Waiting. <laughs> He's just the same in that one. Exactly the same. And in this one, it's Dane Cook. Yeah. I mean, I, can't, I, don't, I don't dislike him, but he, f- he sticks out as an actor. Yeah. Like he sticks, he's trying to act. Yes, trying and he's performing where, you know everyone is performing, but he's, it's like you need to, Everybody he's else trying seems too profes- hard yeah. to be the cool... Uh, and he doesn't like steal the scene every time or anything like that. He's not like um, overly anxious. You know, he doesn't like. I don't know how to describe. He's entertaining he to, to watch. I can't say when he comes on screen, I'm like, oh god, I hate Dan Cook. I don't want to see him because he is. But I don't think he can carry a movie himself like the the one we watched where they were in the supermarket, the Walmart kind of thing. I'm not <laughs> sure. I think if you give him enough, see that one was you know 90 percent quote unquote comedy. I think if you give him a movie like this. Well, he was. He had a he had a couple of scenes in this one where he was supposed to. be I'm glad serious, it wasn't him. But he was just Dan. the sort of. <laughs> and he, it was even funny because the Marie, the love interest woman, actually described what I think of him. Described him as is uncomplicated. He's yeah, you know, exactly. pretty basic. And I'm not saying that's how he is as a human. I'm saying as a performer, you get the idea like, okay, this is it. But I think he could carry a movie like this if he was given a chance, where it was actually a little bit of. You know, I don't know. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure the fact that we're seeing him crop up here and there every so often, he probably will get his own film at some mm-hmm. point. I mean, I guess he's had it already, but not. I mean, something more serious. Yeah. Mr. Brooks wasn't entirely silly. Entirely? He wasn't silly at no, all? No, I mean, his character. In fact, while it was, like you say, he was a nervous, kind of jokey, kind of weird kind of guy. Yeah. It, it just felt like Dane Cook, didn't it? But... There must be something out there. Yeah, I don't know. And he didn't fit in that movie. I also get the feeling he's in a learning process. Because he's not an actor. Because he's got the stand-up and the comedy down. Yeah, perfect. You know? And then you take that to a movie, I think it... Uh, but then other people do it too. He just needs to... Will Ferrell and people like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he's... I don't know. He's Dane Cook. Let's just say that. Let's just say he could be interchanged for someone else. Yeah, it I don't know if yeah, it would yeah. miss him, but I did think Steve Carell was a good choice. Diane Weist. Love, Na- I always Nana love Burns. her. We, she's so, the mother. You're right, and I didn't really know who she was. Oh, I'm, she's in loads oh, of stuff. I, seem, she, I, can't, I nearly asked you. Uh, she seems familiar, but who is she? She's been in like... Um, crap, now I'm going to have to reach over here. <laughs> I've got my, uh, my, I've got my uh, faithful little <laughs> Azus... PC here in front of me. Yeah, I've got my whole PC. My real PC. Diane Weist. Weist. I think it's Weist. 
I think it's Weist. Saying Weist. She's been in lots of stuff. Well, she's been in a lot of Law and Order. Which Nardia. I wouldn't, you know, she was in I Am Sam. Um, I Am Sam was a brilliant one. I've never seen that one, actually. Oh, Hannah and Her Sisters was a common one. Purple Rose of Cairo. You know, she was in the Woody Allen. She was in Footloose. She was the she mother was in, of Footloose. She was also in Edward Scissorhands. Correct. Correct. So, I mean, I've always liked her. And she was just what she is. She was the aging middle-aged or upper middle-aged mother. Motherly type of this whole clan. And um, uh, she made some sandwiches and made Steve Carell do the dishes. Even though he's a grown man with three kids, he was, like, in trouble. And uh, But she was fine. She was... Sweet and when we was talking about like the family feeling manufactured, the mum and the dad were the only ones to me who seemed really like a mum and dad, um, like as though they were, did fit together. I didn't think that because I don't have a point of reference for that kind of parents. I guess I do. <laughs> Not. Who? <laughs> I was gonna say. I don't have I parents. <laughs> Not. <laughs> Honey, no. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, I don't have any parents in my, adult life. My parents, parents are insane, right? Just not, not that. They're not the, uh, they don't, uh, you know. <laughs> so, John Mahoney is Poppy Burns. Yeah, the he father. was uh, Frasier's father he for was. all those years. See, now I'm never really watched Frasier. And then I, when I said to you, that guy seems, we have a saying called anonymous famous people. My people, saying, I invented People it. who everybody. You go, oh, wow, yeah, I know that guy because I've seen him a million times, but you don't know his name. Right. You don't know his name, but they're good. They're excellent. They must be good because you've seen them so many times. Right. They've been in so many things. Yeah, but this guy was anonymous famous to me because I've never watched Frasier. But I don't know where else I've seen him. But He's just always that guy. You know, he always plays a particular role. Now, you didn't list some other people, but I just want to say that I particularly like the other brother. You did? With the underpants on. Well, just because of that. No, I just thought he seemed pretty... I liked him. Mm. I also liked the Oscar-nominated Amy Ryan. Right, yeah, yeah. She was good. Well, she didn't... All she had to do was carry some kids around. She did, but she's quite natural, (laughs) I think, on the camera. I don't know. She feels right. She felt right in Gone Baby Gone. Yeah. And she feels right in this. She she's quite natural. But like to I watch. said, they're peripheral. They don't really do much. No, she not Amy Ryan. They are the supporting cast. Let's face it, Amy Ryan's in this movie, but she doesn't really have a scene of any kind. Really. No, no. Um, I just wanted to mention a couple of those. But they are quality, and I think maybe that's why I feel like they're just oh they're just there because they don't overshoot their boundaries. They don't take over. They're they're actually making. If anything made the family feel more real was people like them, I guess, because Cause know, the they weren't the perfect, they were struggling with their kids, one kid pees her pants and she's pecking her around yeah. in the background. It's not even the focus of a scene, they're just there and still they... So I guess that's a good thing. I also want to give mention to the three children of Steve mm-hmm. Carell, who were the cutest kids I've ever seen. The little girl. She was cute. Yeah. Oh, she's the cutest I've ever seen. No, they were, they were I mean, uh, together as a unit. Those u- are the cutest kids I've ever seen. Together as a <laughs> unit, they were like unbelievably cute kids. They were obviously manufactured that way to uh, stick to, you know. They were all blonde, like their dead they were just, mother. They were just cute looking, but. Yeah. Um, and, and they were, they were fine. good, they were good, good. Act- actresses, too, all of them. Yeah. Um, but I don't know the names, but let's just give them a clap. <laughs> okay, so moving on to the director, Peter Hedges has also directed Done in Real Life. <laughs> Pieces uh, of well, April. Well, he's also wrote. Oh, he directed Pieces of April and wrote Pieces of April, which was a good movie. Right. 
and about to buy the Hugh Grant movie. He wrote that wrote screenplay, that and he wrote a map of the world and what's eating Gilbert Grape. So he's he got wrote some. He's got some good movies. I mean, some good writing behind his. Yeah. Belt. It's all got a similar feel, I think. It has. Um, it has. I didn't even think, but it, yeah, it has. Um, Pieces of April has the same feel. Mm-hmm. For sure. And that was... It's a long time That ago. was a family that felt more real to me. Now yeah. that I think about it. Yeah. they were very dysfunctional. Fa- <laughs> we watched Juno the other day as well. That family felt more real to me. Even though they were a bit... Kind of. She was the least realistic to me. But... The girl. Yeah. But, I mean, the family. The... The yeah. rest of them. Well, the mum and the dad. And the little sister. I, I, that was when we were mentioning at the beginning films yeah. that we'd seen Juno. So another, I recommend it. That's good. Don't know about you. Yeah, I would. I love the soundtrack. <laughs> talking of a soundtrack. Oh, yeah. The music was the music in the extras. It- we'll move on to the extras and then we can talk about that. All right, so the DVD extras on Dan in Real Life, Blu-ray edition, they're all in high definition. Apart from the outtakes, which didn't matter. No. Just just uh, outtakes. Who cares? Okay, so... Lots of giggling. Yep, so we have the first one. The first bonus feature on the disc is the deleted scenes with the commentary. Now, we didn't listen to the commentary, because we always have the... Uh, should we listen to the commentary or not? But I, I always say no. Yeah. But you usually say Sometimes yes. I might want to hear what the director said, but after I'd seen this guy, I didn't really care. Yeah. So I just wanted to hear what... And it's actually... The deleted scenes were about twenty minutes long. There was yeah, quite and a few. I think um, I think it would have actually helped the movie to have some of that back in. Just there. one time, well, like generally we go, oh, deleted scenes, oh, these no are no big deal. But yeah, these but- kind of would have built, I think, a little more, a little of the less manufactured feeling, and a little more of built-in family. You know, I don't know, I don't know. I just felt like once I watched them, I was like that have fit back in there pretty good. It didn't do anything for the story, I guess, but it would have made them feel a little more... Yeah, now, like a one that I found that I can't believe that they really took it out of the movie was the one where Steve Carell is sitting down and his brother says, why don't... Because the rest of the family know that he's good with kids. And his brother says, can you not teach my kid to eat oh, properly? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh... Steve Carell says, okay, let's... let's no, talk. he says, my kid only likes to play with his food. He won't eat Yeah, he won't eat it. So, so we want you, you to fix it. Give him a lesson. like, like So he starts the lesson, <laughs> and he's feeling in a particularly... Uh, randy. Well, not randy. Uh, rowdy mood. Rowdy mood. So he kind of teaches the kid to... N- not the non-right way to eat Yeah, food. stick too much peas up his nose, up his nose and, and blows them out on the table <laughs> and shoves a whole hot dog into his mouth and the kids are all laughing. And Yeah, and it, that was a really was a good scene. touching scene too because it actually it showed you a bit more depth into how he is with kids and like why everybody loves him, don't they? The and not only that, but you also get that little sense of he's quite distraught because he's going just a little bit too far. You know, it's a little bit like, oh, and you know, he's... um. He's a little bit sick and tired of everybody coming to him for the advice. Because he writes... We never mentioned this. He writes a column, kind of like a Dear Abby, but a guy. Life. Yeah, he writes a column. People write in and say, I have problems with my kids or my relationship. And he then writes a column and gives them advice. So I think he's tired of that at this point. Because he's confused. He's having a hard time. And now he's just kind of fed up with it. And so instead of actually doing what he should be doing, he just says, like, you know, screw him. I'm just... <laughs> Sticks and peas up. Well, there's, a, there's a good bunch of deleted scenes 
like I say, it's 19 minutes worth of deleted scenes, and they're good. Um, mm-hmm. There's another couple that's, that I liked. One was just a simple one with Steve Carell coming to pick his daughter up from school, and the um, attractive-looking teacher walking down. Mm, yeah. And the, the little girl saying, why don't you wave to her? Yeah. Because the little girl even knows that like he's lonely. lonely right. Yeah, you know. yeah, it's kind of throughout the movie is the theme that he's they're all kind of worried that after four years he's not having any He's lonely women. basically. Yeah. Um but yeah, I thought the deleted scenes were good. I liked all of them. And the making of was uh And now the fine? N- yeah, the next uh, extra is real life outtakes, which we mentioned. Standard definition outtakes, just people You skipped laughing. over the making of. Well it's I'm doing it in the order oh, on the right. back of the box. So real life outtakes. You talked about that already. You said it was no big deal. Standard definition, people laughing, some people yeah. falling over, whatever. <laughs> now, the Just Like Family, the making of Dan in real life, is the full doc- the full documentary. It's not It's not the standard TV, made-for-TV one, I no, thought. No, it's just a, little a lot of the director it. talking and showing how they made some scenes and showing how they made the cast feel like a family by coming into that house. It's a real house, it's not a set. That kind of stuff. We've seen, a, of that. we've seen a lot of DVD extras, and we've said to each other, time after time, oh, this is going to be one of them ones where everybody says how good the other person is. Oh, the director was great in this movie. Oh, everybody was great. Oh, And I liked how Steve Carell just went yeah. against the grain and said that... Um, the director is the worst wanna, person he's ever worked with. don't want to work with that guy. You don't want to take <laughs> his calls. But smiled But still, end. you know, Steve... But that, like you said, that's a... You, you expect Steve Carell to yeah, say Yeah, it's that, always right? a love fest. Yeah. But, but that was funny that it was all right. he went against the green. It was a good uh, making of. I learned a few things about the director. Yeah, I think it made me feel more like the family was even more kind of fakey. Sure. Just... It showed you how it was made, and it was a lot of the movie being made in that one house was all close quarters. And in fact, when we saw the family stone extras, it was the same. They packed them all in that house and made sure they filmed it. Rehearsed and stuff like that. Yeah. So then we have an extra which is really interesting to me, and generally we don't really care about the score or the music, but mm. this one's called Handmade Music Creating the Score, and the guy who did the score, which I don't have his name on my sheet... Um, you just have to look at the music on IMDb. Yeah, well, the guy who wrote... A guy from Norway, who... It doesn't matter. It doesn't. I looked him up earlier. He's not actually done anything else. Right. Um, but some really nice music in this movie. Very nice. Acoustic well, guitar, handwritten songs. He said he wrote them for the movie. Yeah, when he says things low, like I don't want the music to manipulate people's feelings. It definitely feelings. manipulates. Of course, it does. No music is just lays there and enhances things. But it, it is. It it. It had a similar feel to Juno's music. I disagree. I thought it was very acoustic and pretty stripped down. And it's a lot... It's acoustic guitar generally, nothing else. It's a bit trendy to me now to have that sort of kind of music. You know, the guitar playing and the folky, almost folky singing. I mean, it's good. I really like it. I would listen to it independently from the movie, but it's become almost a... This kind of movie's become a genre in itself, you know, with the home the plucked quiet music. And, yeah, the quiet. and But still, it still is manipulative. That's just the way music is in the movies. And there's an audio commentary throughout the entire movie by the writer-director Peter Hedges, which we didn't 
get around to listening to, but I'm sure he says some fine things. He says a lot. I mean, he's pretty emotional about his the thing of making movies, and he says he loves actors, he loves performers, he loves the whole process. So I can imagine there's a lot more of what he said in the extra, the making of. And uh, the final feature, which isn't a feature, is the, t- the Blu-ray Total Menus. Now, they were pretty cool menus on this disc. Yeah, was it Total Menus, though? It they, was a page. They're called Total Menus. It's Disney's... Um, it didn't look like those to me. Total Menus. Well, Total Menus from Disney is the one where it puts a page up and the movie plays in the corner and, and you can choose stuff. Oh, right. Which is what... It's just uh, like a... They, first disc this they one has it, like a little notebook piece of paper and like handwritten scribbles and cool stuff. It's pretty cool it was cool, but again, it's falling into that same sort of... There's a certain fashion to that now, isn't there? And uh, we watched the Blu-ray disc version. I just want to read this like little bit of a quote off the back of the uh, disc, because it's kind of funny. Do you know when they do these little press blurbs? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is what they say on the back of this disc, okay? So you want to... You go in the store, you look at Steve Carell's face on the front cover, you think, hmm, I wonder what that's about. Yeah, his head, head is laying on a stack of pancakes. Which would make sense when you watch the yeah. movie. Um, so, I'd, it says, You won't miss one nuance of music or dialogue from a brilliant all-star cast with stunning 5.1, 24-bit uncompressed audio. This heartfelt, full, fun-filled comedy that's laugh-out-loud funny We'll have you coming back again and again with the vividness of Blu-ray high definition. Oh my god. Who was that wrote for? Who's it like, written by? Is that written by Whose a geek? job <laughs> has to sit there and type out that bullshit? It's so, just so So when you're irritating. in the store going, oh, I wouldn't mind this movie. Oh, wow, this oh, stunning 5.124-bit uncompressed audio. Wow. And it's quote-unquote laugh-out-loud funny. Yeah. I just hate quote, that Quote-unquote. Yeah, I just thought that that sounded absolutely... Um, I might not want to watch it after reading that. But, <laughs> but anyway... um. Watch it. Overall. <laughs> watch it. Overall, done in real life, conclusion, watch it. It's a fun... It's, I like it. I'd watch it again. Aw. I liked it. It's a romantic I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. family. It's not really There's surprising. There's nothing racy. There's nothing... No, it's a PG-13. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it might even be a PG. No, a PG-13, uh, which is fine for family. I, I wouldn't... Hesitate, like, even having an 11-year-old. Oh, yeah, no, no, it's fine. Because it's got the kids in it and stuff. Yeah, so that's done in real life. That's um, it. Buy it. So, uh, and then you want to move on to your... Yeah, so, like, two weeks ago, when we were last here, the Oscars hadn't happened. And we did a little predictions. I'm not going to go into detail on the predictions. You can listen to show number seven, seven. to hear what we both said. But anyway, needless to say, it was a draw. We both <laughs> got two correct, I believe. So, Excellent. Uh, and I just wanted to say that Paul Thomas Anderson, <laughs> the king of directors. Oh my God. Remember? Hat, scepter. <laughs> yes. He wasn't wearing them on the night, but uh, he didn't really get honoured, did he? I mean, Daniel Day-Lewis did. Born, I- born identity, though. I mean, the born, uh, super- born uh, ultimatum. <laughs> you got there in the end. Just mention them all. You get there. <laughs> I was really thrilled that it won. I didn't care what they were because I think those are really good movies. They are. They're brilliant. So I thought they kind of dominated and, and sort of a off. To, like you're going what? The born ultimatum? What? It's winning like what? Three, four? I don't know what it was, but. I was so impressed with let that. Me, let me, overall, we Because I didn't predict the winners of the sound editing or of the no, we, sound effects, but that's what they're... And we watched the whole Oscar ceremony start to finish. What yes. did you think of it this year? Um, it was all right. It was just pretty... John Stewart, what, what's all I that little advertising little crap? Ir- yeah, yeah. Ugh. 
Don't even promote that. Um, I get a little irritated with the Enchanted songs, you know, because it makes it really boring. Yeah, uh, that was one thing. There was three songs, nom- four songs nominated, or five. Five, no, five three as, as usual. Three of them were from Enchanted. Right. What's all that about? Here's one of my complaints about the Academy Awards now, okay? In the past, I don't care how long it lasts. I'm no. one of those people, I don't care. You know why it feels like it lasts a long time? Because it's so controlled. Every time somebody gets up there to say their thank yous, and then the music starts over it, them. It, and then they're all... And never then used to be like that. Big long commercials and lots of crappy talking in between. You know, just cut to the things. Cut out all the dialogue, all the monologue. You know, I don't give a shit about what the host has to say. Stick them in the beginning, stick them in the middle, put them at the end. And then everything else should just be given out the awards. Yeah, I think so. And too. then some kind of different performances of the songs. Right? Yeah, no. Not just what they are. This, this performances and of the songs were good. And let people say what they want to say. You know, if this, if that is in their mind and in their, in their heart, that's the thing that their goal in life is to work their way up to winning. You know, I don't see it as a goal in life, but somebody will, right? This might be the pinnacle of what oh, they exactly. think. Oh, exactly. It's that, the and night of their life. And they get up there, life. and they're emotional, and they say, da-da-da, and then boom, ba-da-da-da. Prime, prime the example, the lady who got to say nothing, and then John Stewart brought her back out right. to say something. Right. And I just find that really irritating. It's rude. That's for, that's for It sure. is rude, yes. And I don't want to hear, I don't care what you say, I don't care if Jack Nicholson is there, I don't give a squat. I don't care if he's in the audience, I don't care if he's in the street outside, Jack's he's not the, the star of the show. And I'm sick of it. I'm sick of them pointing out the stars that are in the audience. Any of that stuff. Because, yeah, it's the Academy Awards. I say bring back Ellen DeGenerate. Yeah, she was very good. I liked her. Uh, Because when she started vacuuming underneath the (laughs) Angelina Jolie. Trying to move things along a little bit. That was so funny. Um, Overall, it was a little bit uneventful for me. I enjoy it because I do like to see people get their awards for the movies and I, I like to kind of it's an event for me yeah it's a it tradition it doesn't matter really it's been a tradition now, I, I don't know how long you watched it before oh, you came to America all the time I've watched it since I was a little yeah, kid yeah since I was little and the thing is in the news on the news they were saying how this was the worst year for ratings for the Oscars and Jack Nicholson was trying to defend the Oscars saying listen it's not about if it's not of interest to you this year, it's not really about that. It's about it's a tradition. We go through it. It might not be to everybody's cup of tea. And this year, the movies that were up there weren't movies that everybody were behind. Apparently, um, right? Because exactly. they're quite neat. You know, like there, there will be blood. It's it's not movies that know? everybody will jump at. Yeah. So he was saying, well, there's no gladiator up there. Yeah, you, you know? know that could be why because people who only go or want to watch movies based on how what they hear on the entertainment news. Or whether they've seen it, even. Because this year, in a normal... We even struggled to watch some of them because we, they didn't even come to our town. Yeah, I mean, Michael Clayton will be the review next week. We've only just managed to get hold of it. So yeah, it wasn't here, it. and the blood one wasn't here. So No, I mean, we haven't seen be... There Will Be Blood yet. We've seen Juno... And it does, unfortunately, it kind of reinforces the idea that a lot of people have that the Academy Awards is just boring and it's stupid and none of those movies are good. And why don't movies like Catwoman ever get on? (laughs) There's a reason for that. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But that's the thing is, you you know why they care about the ratings? Because they sell too much advertising. They put too much advertising in there. They make too big of a deal about it. 
And that's why the lady who gets her award and gets to say nothing, that's why she gets to say nothing, because they need to get the next Ford commercial on. Right. She has to get off this And why does, why does the host talk so much? I don't get that. He's not the star of the show. No. I don't care. And if it's in... You know, if anyone's listening out there who has anything to do with the Academy Awards, which I seriously doubt, but I mean, come on. We don't care about the host. No, it makes it a show for me a little bit. I don't particularly like Jon Stewart, so I couldn't care less whether he was there or not. I liked it more when Chris Rock was there because I thought that was kind of interesting. Or how about this? Have the host give away all of the awards. Or how about this? Have (laughs) Dane Cook as the host. Oh my god. Or Steve Carell. <laughs> Steve, yeah. Steve Carell. Steve Carell would be brilliant. And Will Smith together. Not yeah. Will Smith. <laughs> Will Smith as well, because he's always the same, so he'd be perfect. <laughs> he'd be all right, let's face it. Well, actually, Will Smith as the fish from Shark Tank. I think we should have Will Ferrell, Steve Carell, and Jim Carrey host the Academy Awards and Jenna, together. And Jenna Jameson. No, um, maybe. She's uh, all right. Okay, so that's the Oscars for this year. I enjoyed it. I don't care if you liked it or not. Not you. These people and the <laughs> microphone. You I don't, don't really care if I liked it I don't care if you watched it. I liked it. And we'll watch it again next year. Yeah, and uh, that's it. And we both uh, kind of drew from the Oscar prediction. So next year, I'll have to step it up and beat you. Okay. Hmm. Pre-show slides, the home theatre. Right. Um, this is us moving on to a new topic, by yes, the way. Yes, <laughs> I'm just... Uh, this is the next. Um, we have pre-show slides okay, so, for our home theater. We built the screen. Let's talk about that first. Okay, so... Screen for the, guide. For the last three weeks we've been... Or four weeks we've been talking about... We just bought a projector. We were getting a new home theater screen. Instead of buying one, we was going to make one. We made one. And then we were waiting... For, I made one. And then we were waiting... <laughs> well, no, I helped. You did. And then we were waiting for the guide to be written by you so we could publish that on the site. And now we have published it on the site. It's right there on the front page, actually, still. so Great. And it's had a lot of uh, reads, so maybe we've If anyone has read it and has it. any comments, or you think it's a bunch of crap, or you think it's helpful, or if it wasn't informative, but that it inspired you to do that project or anything else, that would be I would be curious to know. We know we inspired at least one person to build a home theater screen. Yeah. So that's cool. And then another guy who was waiting for it. Yeah, so that's cool. But I don't feel like it's a really hard thing to describe how you do every single bit of it. It's a hard project to, uh, you know, I can show pictures and whatever, but the main idea here is to try it yourself. Get inspired to do the project yourself. That's the main uh, ingredient here. And what? And it was a lot cheaper. Yeah, I think... I don't think we spent more than $80. Mm-hmm. And we... that included the staple gun and the miter yeah, it did. Uh, box. So we've got a... It's, it looks like a professional screen. There's no... It's beautiful. ...difference between it and... It's like a big, white-framed picture. <laughs> yeah. And we also have on theatre pre-show slides. Now, so if you've been to the theatre, which everybody has, I'm sure, um, before the movie, you get the slides that they put up that either A advertise something or be give you a little fun facts about the movies. 99% of the time it's Coke or Pepsi. That's what you're getting yeah. advertised. And mostly Coke, I mean, let's be honest. So we got the Coke screenplay, they're called. Mm. Um, it's a CD featuring there's a lot of 1080p slides from the theatres, the real ones that you get in the theatres, the ones that say no cell phones, yeah, no like, smoking, blah blah blah. Yeah, and then the trivia 
You know, what was Elizabeth Taylor's character's nickname in Fiddler on the Roof? And the ones that just show you a scene from a movie and say, great movie moment. Now, we got a CD full of those and put them together to make a slideshow before the movie so we can have more of a movie. And it was really cool. We did it today. It was very cool. Put some music to it. We did. A bit of... uh, We put the soundtrack from Juno up and we watched... 40 or so slides and then went on to the trailers and then went on to the movie. That reminds me, a, mo- a family that I feel like was a good family was in uh, in Good Company. I like that family. Just, I don't know why I thought of that, but... That's very random. You know, Dennis Quaid and his wife and the daughters, I actually liked that family. Yep, that's cool. So that that was how much attention <laughs> you were paying to the... Uh... Anyway, the, the pre-show <laughs> slides, we inserted them in today and... It makes your movie... If you've got a home theater... We're trying to recreate the experience of watching a movie on the big screen. And, you know, our screen's not 60 feet, but we're close enough. It feels like it. We're trying to recreate that cool feeling of going to the theater, but without the jerks and And, the stink and 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 everything. Now we've got all that stuff down there. The theater's even less appealing to me. Yeah, I agree. Totally. Because I can wait a couple of months for the I can the go. Movie. I don't mind going to the theater to see... Um, Big event <clears throat> Like movies. kid movies, you know? Or, I, but me sometimes, like like at Christmas, for instance, I wanted to see I Am Legend, so we went to see it. Mm-hmm. There's some but movies... something always ruins yeah, it for me. Yeah, something ruins it. Oh, it's not something. It's people. Well, actually, I Am Legend, it wasn't people that ruined that one for me. It was a dodgy air-conditioned event on the ceiling. Correct. That went... We moved, though. Yeah, but I could still hear it when it was in a quiet passage. And there were people talking the whole time. Yeah. And there was a woman down the front with her friggin' cell phone on. Oh, my God. See, I'm so glad we built our own. Mm-hmm. Seriously, it's like torture to go to the theater with human beings. And now you, you can, for not not a mega amount of money, you can put together a decent experience in your house. If you've got the room for it. Yeah. Uh, and if you've got the technical knowledge i guess it's not like you can yeah, just go yeah, and buy it all and do it can you, you can have somebody install it for you but there you're talking a lot more money we're trying to do it kind of on a budget but anyway the the pre-show slides i frequent a forum that if anybody's into home theater they've probably been there before it's the avs forums uh and a guy on there was kind enough to send me this cd with the uh all the slides on no i didn't i do know how he gets them but i probably shouldn't mention it maybe you shouldn't mention it at all well, I, I can mention it because I asked his permission. Anyway, if you want to get one of these CDs with slides on, just email me, ascully at com, and I will put you in touch with the guy. I don't want to say the link. But I'll put you in touch with him. Um, we have some websites. I have com, which I've said about ten times today, com. That's where you'll find the screen guide. You'll find all our movie reviews. And you will find and written versions of every review, including this. And you, yeah, and you will find. Well, it's really hard to do now. After I've talked about it, and I guess sit down, it's like I'm writing exactly what I said. But that's good because we have both <laughs> versions. Some people don't like to listen. Um, and you will also find competitions, news, all kinds of stuff. It's fun. Your site? Yes. What about yours? Lots of news about DVDs. I know. Just that. Lots and loose. Yeah, movies news. and competition news. Yes. I mean, competitions for DVDs. Correct. My site? That's, my site is actually about movies and DVDs and tech and, and all kinds of things, but mainly movies, so that's where you'll, you'll... I post news pretty much every day about new releases, blah, blah, blah. And games. Video game news, right, Some. Some. My site is just uh, all about me. Okay. Sidtalk.com. C-I-D-T-A-L-K. 
I'm talking. <laughs> well, not all about me. Like, like. It's more. It's more of a personal. Uh, one woman's view of life. Yeah. There's a lot of artist interviews. Artists, as in people who draw, paint, sculpt. Um, links to lots of art things. Talk about life. There's a lot of articles about hysterectomy. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people won't be interested in that, but I'm, they're there. And moving on from hysterectomy, it's the last week of our DVD contest. <laughs> that's, that's a good link. Um, yeah. for We're giving co- away free hysterectomy. <laughs> a copy of Hitman the Hysterectomy. No, it's a copy of Hitman. From 20th Century Fox, and it's the unrated edition. And the question is... Uh, what is the Hitman's serial number in the game and in the movie? And all you need to do is email me, ascoli at com, and you need to put the subject line... Hitman Podcast Contest. And we'll go. this is the final week, so next week somebody will be getting one of those DVDs. Or two. We've got two to give away. Um, we are now fully on iTunes in the market place on zoom cool properly on there so that's cool so you that's don't have to cool. you don't have to um click our link type in a scully and you'll find it a scully yeah. um our email as always for feedback is a scully a scully.com and that's everything wrapped up for this week for me have you got anything to say think for yourself because if you don't someone will do it for you and i would like to say in tribute to uh, this movie I don't know where this was set. Stay classy. I would like to say stay classy. Pancakes.